the Dancepreneuring Studio, Session 20, How to Plan an Amazing Adventure. Five, six, seven, eight. there. I'm Annette Bone, and thank you so much for joining me in the Dancepreneuring Studio. And this is the place where dance inspires life and business. We will be bringing you some of the best and creative minds who are connected to the art of dance, and they will be sharing their stories, ideas, strategies, and tactics to move your life and business forward. And I'm so excited <laughs> that this is the 20th session I've recorded. And Every time it does not fail when I'm in the sound lab recording the podcast, the time just flies. I think that happens for me in the dance studio too. I'm in dance class and the hour has gone by. I'm, I just wish that the classes were longer. And so I hope that you have something in your life where you enjoy it so much and you're passionate, you're, you know, you're so passionate about it that the time just flies. I think it's just, it's just so exciting to be involved in things that really inspire you and really fulfill you. So thanks again for joining me. Hi, this is Liev Berger, and I am the owner and founder of two businesses. One is the PilatesStylist.com, where I teach Pilates and practice massage therapy. And my other business is TinyDragonPhotography.com. And you are listening to another great interview with Annette Bone of the Dancepreneuring Studio. It's profitable to be skillful and wise. Welcome to this week's Step to Success. A step to your success is anything that moves your life and business forward. Whether it's an app, a book, or an idea, you can apply something today that will help you succeed. If you've been listening to this podcast for any amount of time now, you know that I love productivity tools and I just I just geek out when it comes to technology and processes and software and stuff like that. I just love that stuff. I just love that stuff. And so today's step to success is another productivity collaboration tool called Nosebeat. And you can find a link in the show notes at AnnetteBone.com forward slash zero two zero. And Nosebeat is something I've just kind of dabbled in recently. And it's because I was involved in collaborating on a client project. And what I love about Nosebeat is, first of all, of course, the collaboration aspect. So you keep a lot of that stuff out of your email. And you don't have to have everyone have an account. So there could be one Nosby account and then different people on the project. And then each person doesn't necessarily have to have an account. So it's very easily accessible. And the thing with productivity tools, I want to say, first of all, is that you just need to find something that works and use it. And it, it just has to be easy for you. And so the whole 
purpose of a tool, whether it's productivity or something else, is that it works for you. You do not work for it. So it is a tool for you to get ahead. With that being said, it has a very clean interface. I like the collaboration aspect, of course. I love that it integrates with Dropbox, Evernote, one of my favorite tools, of course, Google Calendar, just to name a few integrations. They have a really great security infrastructure in place. And the thing that also was um, that the thing that also stood out to me is that the CEO of Nosby personally guarantees your productivity at the end of 30 days, which I thought was pretty cool. So if you want to check this out, it's very easy to use, very user-friendly. I'm all, I'm all about tools, but I'm all about having tools that are easy to use and that work for you. So go ahead and check out Nosby on the show notes. And now, Life and Business Connect with the Dancer's Dialect. The Dancer's Dialect is the Dancer's Language. I'm going to share dance terminology across different genres so you can see the correlations in your life and in your business. The word for today in the dancer's dialect is mirroring. Mirroring is an underlying technique commonly used in choreography for two or more dancers, and they're just facing each other doing the same thing. So it's very easy. The movements, however, can be characterized by different dynamics such as fast, slow, hard, soft, long, short. So there's lots of room in choreography for different dynamics. And I've linked a video in the show notes at annettebone.com forward slash zero two zero, where I show you a clip from an 80s movie, (laughs) of course, of course, my 80s examples. It's called Girls Just Want to Have Fun. And it's just a set of twins doing mirroring. So it's just pretty basic. And mirroring in business means that you're studying what successful people do and you do the same thing. You don't become a clone of them, but you implement the principles followed by an ethical action plan that leads to your success. Just as there are dynamics in choreography, you can apply your own dynamics in your life and in your business to make mirroring work for you. Now that you're warmed up, get ready to go full out with our feature presentation. I recently came across a funny quote. Well, I thought it was funny when I first read it, (laughs) but we'll see if you find it funny. If not, it's okay. I'll share it with you anyway. It's this. Always plan ahead. It wasn't raining when Noah built the ark. And this was said by Richard Cushing. And when I first saw it, I laughed. And then I thought, you know, it's so true because it's so important to have a plan. And plans don't have to be, quote unquote, perfect or complicated. But for me, I think if a plan is at least in place and it's starting to develop and things are adjusted along the way, I think it's, I don't know, it gives me peace of mind. Another quote that I recently found regarding planning is this. There are some people who live in a dream world and there are some who face reality. And then there are those who turn one into the other. And this was said by Douglas H. Everett. One of the people that I know that has turned a dream into a reality is my friend Leave Burger Beatty. And so I bring this up because a friend of mine from college that I recently caught up with planned for a two-month family trip throughout South America, and it would not have happened if she did not have a plan in place. And so it got me thinking about planning and about just our experience in college. And so I thought it would be great to share our conversation with you 
And so I got a chance to interview her about stuff that's happened since we left college. And it's funny looking back at things that stick out in your mind and comparing and contrasting things in your life. And Leave was one of those people that I admired because she had a great work ethic in college. She was always focused and her choreography always had meaning behind it. She cast me in one of her dance pieces and I still actually remember the choreography and (laughs) surprisingly, and it was to a song by Tears for Fears called Women in Chains. And she had a whole story behind it. And it was really, it really got me thinking. I thought, you know, at that time I learned, I didn't know that choreography could have more than just a bunch of movements slapped together. But, you know, I learned from people that put these beautiful pieces together and that had meaning. And so it was just a great experience working with her and also just recently catching up. And Leave has been successful in opening and running multiple businesses in the fitness and wellness industry in Chicago. And she has since relocated to Colorado with her family. And she's continued her Pilates business, which is called the Pilates Stylist. And she also has a photography company called Tiny Dragon Photography. In my following interview with her, we talk about dance, of course, and her life and business since we left UCI. And again, planning for this two month, yes, I said two months, family trip throughout South America. And so I think you will get a lot out of how important it is to plan for either your dream adventure or for your business or something else in your life. That planning process is so important. I hope you enjoy our conversation. When I look back at my college experience, one of the things I still remember to this day is the piece that you did called Woman in Chains, uh, that song from um, Tears for Fears. And it was my first experience being part of a piece where the meaning was so much more than just movement and choreography. And just in my limited experience in dance before I got to UCI, it was all about for me, okay, how can I do a better pirouette? I I was never taught about what choreography can really mean and how deep it can really go. And so you were one of those people that was an example to me of really taking concepts and developing them in your choreography. And I really admired your work ethic. I kind of admired you you from afar because I didn't know you (laughs) that, that well. And I was so shy and just so unsure of myself that it was really hard for me to break out of my shell. So I'll always be thankful for the fact that you actually even picked me to be a little part of that piece. Mm. And so it was such um, a, a, just an eye opener for me that choreography could actually mean something and really just be more than just movements and stuff like that. So I just want to let you know, I really admired you from the get-go with your work ethic. I felt like you totally immersed (laughs) yourself into choreography, into our classes. I mean, because I thought it was a pretty tough program uh, going in. And especially since I I didn't have a lot of training to begin with and our peers, I mean, some of our peers were just amazing. (laughs) And uh, so um, my first question is, how would you compare studying dance in college to actually opening and operating your businesses in Chicago? And what would you say about our dance training that helped with your businesses? Well, let's see. I I wish that I could honestly say that the program that we went through gave us more guidance of what to do when we actually got out of school. (laughs) (laughs) What do you do with a dance degree? Um, You know, that part actually was a little bit of... um, 
a shocking experience. I remember when I first left because, you know, uh, my emphasis was choreography. It wasn't dance. So I wasn't going out into the world looking for dance jobs. Like I didn't want to be a dancer in other people's pieces. I wanted to choreograph. You know, the, the nice thing about going to a university is when you have a performance coming up, they provide everything for you. You know, they have the stage, they have somebody to come in and do lighting for you. They have, you know, the, they sell tickets and bring your audience in. You don't actually have to do anything. You You just go into the studio and choreograph your piece. You got your dancers, everything's free, you know, but then going out into the world, it was really shocking actually, because I was just Florida, like, well, gosh, I actually probably can't really do anything with this choreography emphasis because in order to have my own company or to get my work out there, I actually needed money to fund that, you know? So Mm -hmm. like I would need to rent space for a rehearsal. I would need to rent, you know, a theater to have a performance. I would need to hire dancers. I would need to hire a lighting designer, you know, all that kind of stuff takes money, you know, and, and if you think about it, like there could be a hundred dancers in a show, but one choreographer. So as far as jobs go, there's just not even a lot of jobs out there. So I think in my first year out of school, I kind of just felt kind of lost, but I did have one thing that I had learned at UCI (laughs) that was not dance, but that a lot of dancers do, which is Pilates. And so um, I was able to, because I had moved to Chicago from California, and in Chicago, nobody was doing Pilates yet. So I was on the forefront. I was started, I was able to easily get hired at one of the first Pilates studios in Chicago, mostly just because I even knew what it was, because <laughs> I had taken <laughs> taken it as a single, like, you know, semester or whatever. What do we do? Quarters or semesters? <laughs> we, did, we did. Yeah, quarters. we did quarters. Yeah. Was it still when Diane Diefenderfer yeah, was heading it? Okay. It was. And Diane was teaching the Pilates course as it was an elective course. I mean, I did it for credits, but that wound up launching what turned into a whole career for me. Um, because, you know, I got a job at this Pilates studio. I taught there for a while and then I branched off and went off on my own, got my own equipment and started my business. But what I will would say that the choreography experience helped me with from UCI was that it really helped me figure out that I enjoyed being a leader, that I had creative visions, um, and that I could manage my time and manage people. And so those are all things that you need to run a business. And I think entrepreneurs naturally know that they're an entrepreneur, you know, like going into it, they're not hesitant to do any of those things. And I've seen other people, you know, go and teach Pilates or dance or whatever it is and be like, oh, I want to open a Pilates studio. And then they go and try and do it. And they're like, not a natural entrepreneur. And they hate it because they just want to teach. They don't want to like, you know, pay bills and (laughs) you know, run the business and deal with the instructor that doesn't show up for work or whatever, (laughs) you know, all that hard stuff. So I guess the experience I had at UCI from, uh, you know, doing the choreography emphasis helped with the business (laughs) in the end. Yes. So, 
Yeah. We we had some really good teachers, it, well, oh, choreography-wise, yeah. too. I mean, I thought we had some. And I didn't know until I got there how great the program was. I was just not – I was just so very much into my shell that I just <laughs> felt like, oh, my gosh. And, you know, the, like I said, our peers, we had some amazing, talented dancers that Absolutely. we studied with. So, um, yeah, it was still a good experience. Right. I'm so well, glad I was there. I think – did you know that at that time – the program at UCI for dance was number two behind Juilliard. I thought it was number three, actually. I did not know that because oh, when well, I came, they're like, oh, yeah, we're third in the nation. <laughs> if, even if it was number three, that's really good. So. Yeah. So I thought that was such a blessing. Yeah. And I thought, OK, I'm getting the best that I can with what I know. So I I definitely learned a lot and I really enjoyed the Pilates. Uh, I took it, too. I don't think I took it the same time as you, but I mm. did take it with Diane. And Thank you to be I a thought, senior. Yes. Yeah. And um, I thought that it was so helpful for everything else. I mean, every and I like that it was classically based. It's yeah. not like what it is now, but right, right. Um, I did <laughs> like that. So now you have this booming photography business. I've seen your work. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, Just like everything you. else you do leave. Mm. And um, <laughs> how would you say what would you say is, is common between your Pilates business and your photography, your photography business? And do you think they complement each other? How do they complement each other? Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. Um, I think the thing that's probably the most in common is the the kind of intimate relationship that you form with your clients. Now, with Pilates clients, you're seeing them more on a regular basis, so you really get to know them. I mean, you hear their, you know, their, the breakups with their boyfriends and the fight they have with their husband, and all that, that kind of stuff, in addition to, you know, just getting to know them and their bodies. But, you know, when you're working, when I'm working with my photography clients, uh, I really get to know them as as people and families and just see the inner workings of them and just that kind of intimate experience that you have with just working so closely with people. And definitely those things are in common. Um, and then also, I think one thing that's helped my photography business is that I'm comfortable working with people in a way where I'm directing them and positioning them. So, you know, like when you're sort of posing someone for a, a photo shoot, you know, I feel comfortable with that and able to direct them pretty easily um, just because of teaching Pilates for so long. You know? uh, okay. Yeah. I, well, as, and just for you, like you said about directing and choreographing too, mm -hmm. that all helped as well. So you seeked mentorship for your photography business, which you are building right now. And you had some great mentors in college, as we've talked about, as well as for your Pilates training. Do you have any best practices that you would recommend for finding mentors and how to work with them? Well, I guess I recommend, you know, finding out what's in your area as far as mentors go, because sometimes there's lots of choices and I think what people do is they tend to find one place and it's whatever they find first. And then they just go and study at that place and then haven't really done their like homework, so to speak, on what the other options could have been. Um, I saw that a lot with my Pilates. When I, when I used to have my Pilates studio in Chicago, we ran a teacher training program where we actually trained people to, to teach Pilates. And there were other choices of programs out there. You know, and sometimes people would just find one and they would go and do it and then be upset afterwards with the quality of training that they got. 
and then they'd come to us. <laughs> um, <laughs> that actually happened quite a bit. You know, the training program I was affiliated with was was really, really a good one. Um, and I wouldn't have affiliated with it if it weren't. But, um, you know, when you're seeking out mentors, I think it's important to kind of do your homework and see what's out there. So maybe, you know, test the waters at several different places. Um, you know, you want to make sure that whoever you're studying with um, you like their style, you like their approach, you like what you're learning from them. You feel like you're getting your money's worth. Um, so that's what I would say about that. <laughs> Pretty straightforward. Yeah. yeah. Just, yeah, I think you can, you'll have a gut feeling as to what direction you, sh you should go and who you should study with and that kind of thing. I think it kind of just, and like you said, as you, you're doing your due diligence, then right, that all kinds of, right. that'll come be apparent and then you'll know which direction to take. Yeah, for sure. Now, back in 2008, you went to Peru, right? We did. We went to Peru the first time in 2008. And okay. Loved and it. then you left. You lo and that's why you went back. Yes. Recently. Yeah. And you took two months, right, with your family to travel around. Mm hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, we decided to move, you know, relocate, and we used that space in between, you know, leaving Chicago and moving to Colorado um, to travel for two months because we had some space. You know, what I really found interesting is that peep that you already had a comfortable lifestyle. You had oh, a lot yeah. of things going, <laughs> you know, both of you guys did, you and your husband, but you made a decision to do this. Um, you were prompted and inspired by Tim Ferriss's four hour work week book. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, you said you put the steps in place and you made it a reality. I, you know, and I, I really think you guys should check out leaves blog on this it is amazing mm -hmm. and i will have the link in the show notes so you can go there and uh, check it out but the pictures oh my gosh you know when i was checking it out <laughs> i felt like i was there with you i oh, and i great. never <laughs> i never feel like you know and your content was so engaging all the things you described and then the pictures of mazzy and then you guys together and just <laughs> i loved it oh my gosh so thank you um, what you're welcome so what did you guys do together? How did you work together to put that in place and make this a reality? Well, I would say that we probably started talking about it five years before it, it happened. Chicago became a really hard place to live. It's very expensive. It's crowded. The weather's kind of bad. It's a beautiful city and there's so much to do there, but it's just it's not that easy to live. You know? And we were having some financial problems and, you know, I had I had a business and I wound up closing it. And, you know, so there was just a lot of things that needed to be taken care of before we could actually comfortably move. Then we kind of got into a position where things turned around and we were doing better financially, had paid off some bills and debts and all that kind of stuff, and then had a baby. So that was like, you know, <laughs> well, we're not going anywhere now. But we kept talking about it. And then we were on a vacation. I think it was. Thanksgiving, maybe six months before we actually wound up moving. We're on vacation. We were reading that book, The Four Hour Work Week. And Tim Ferriss was talking about taking what he calls a mini retirement. And um, so we were like, let's 
we made the decision, okay, let's put things in place to move and relocate because we want to live someplace where there's more nature and better ease of life and better place for our daughter to grow up. But we're, let's take some time off and have a mini, mini retirement. So, um, you know, we wanted to go back to Peru. So we paired the Peru with uh, Ecuador and the Galapagos and spent a couple months. A lot of people don't travel with a two-year-old, but uh, we made it happen. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, on the blog site, you can read some of our other, the other people that inspired us to that travel with kids and some of their blogs that are listed on our website. So, yes, uh, I saw that. That I thought that was great that you added that as a resource. But some of just like for me, it was like just not only was it, were the places beautiful, but the angles that you got in. Then I thought, oh, of course, because <laughs> she's such a great photographer. She has an eye for these things. Oh. And, <laughs> And just, you know, it all works together. And I think that's like what you were saying about being an entrepreneur is there you kind of just you step into it and you make things work. And Mm -hmm. so I'm sure that time there, too, from what I read and saw that that was a very inspirational time as well. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And, And it was a very free period of time because we weren't bound by, you know, work or deadlines or, you know, friends or common things, things that we know regularly, you know, it was just, uh, adventure. It was nice. <laughs> I kind of miss it now. <laughs> it looked amazing. I thought, Oh, I didn't know South America looked like that. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and no, just you gotta go. It's good stuff. <laughs> I, I hear you on that. Now, are you guys planning another trip like that? Or do you have plans to go back there? I don't know when our next trip will be, but we definitely are travelers and we'll do another trip at some point. Right now we're still getting grounded here in, in Colorado financially and and um, starting over with our businesses and everything. So I think that's going to take our main focus for now. And then we'll see what's next. I mean, in the meantime, we'll travel around Colorado because there's so much beautiful stuff here. Yes, I saw that too. I I was not familiar with uh, the area that you guys relocated to. And of course, then I saw the pictures and I thought, oh my gosh, I want to move there too. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, California is beautiful. I mean, we, you grew up here, the beaches are here, you know, but But it's expensive. (laughs) It is. It is. And yeah, there is definitely a price to pay to live here, as you know, but there's also tons of beautiful places like where you guys live all over. So Mm -hmm. it's great to be able to explore and and do that kind of thing. Do you find with now you guys are working on your businesses again in a new area? Yeah. What is the what is the clientele like there as opposed to Chicago? Oh gosh, it's so different here. And that's taken a little bit of time to kind of figure out too. Um, just how to market myself here. It's just really different. It's much more community based here. Um, you know, it's a smaller town. Well, even calling it a town, you know, <laughs> in Chicago is a city, <laughs> you know. But um it's smaller and people really are loyal to the people that they, uh, work with and, you know, they refer to people that they know. And so like kind of getting in on the ground floor, (laughs) you know, initially it took me a little bit of, but a little bit longer than I thought it might to kind of get my business going. But now I do have some loyal clients and some referrals and, and, um, yeah, it's nice, but it is definitely a different marketing approach here and everything's different about it. So that was a learning curve for me there. 
Are they more, are these, um, or is there a certain demographic that you're working with more right now? Are they more moms or do you have a good mix? And what are they just mostly, do they mostly want to do Pilates for fitness goals or um, just kind of, what would you say about that compared to your clients in Chicago? Yeah, I mean, I guess the goals of the clients were probably the same, both, you know, fitness or rehabilitation, you know, or would just weight loss or whatever people, you know, um, but yeah, probably my demographic is, you know, people in their thirties and forties, I would say right now, you know, cause it costs money. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so. it's well worth it yeah. though, for the results that right. you get from doing Pilates and especially with someone as qualified as you and the attention that you give, like you give to everything else that you do. I'm sure your clients absolutely love you and love the results that they're getting. So I'm excited to see where your businesses are going to be going yeah. as you get more settled and stuff. If people want to connect with you, where can they find you? Um, well, I've got a couple of websites. So my, um, so we actually haven't talked about that part of my Pilates business is also massage therapy. So, ah. so somewhere in the mix, I became a massage therapist too. So I actually have a lot that of, I did not a, know. a lot of massage clients as well, but, um, the website is the com, and that has all my information about, um, I mean, it's mostly Pilates, but it has some information about, uh, massage therapy. And I do do a little bit of just traditional personal training as well. Um, and then my photography website is tinydragonphotography.com. And the travel blog that we wrote is offthegridwithkid.com. I love that name. I thought it was so endearing. I love it. <laughs> that cool. was us for a couple of months. <laughs> <laughs> question to you is, have you taken a great adventure? And if so, where was it? I would love to hear all the details at AnnetteBone.com forward slash 020, where you'll also find the show notes to this session. Or if you haven't taken one yet, where would your great adventure be? I would love to hear all about it. Also, I would really appreciate it if you could go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio and give me a rating and a review. That way I can continue improving the podcast and get the word out to help more people. Until next time, I pray that you have an exceptional week and more blessings than you can imagine. I look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you for listening. This has been a session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Find the archives of this show at annettebone.com slash podcast or on iTunes. Contact Annette at annettebone.com. This podcast copyright by annettebone.com and dancepreneuring.com. All rights reserved. The Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business.